0: This is General George Washington, and you're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy with Corrine and Marianne. Hi, what can I get started for you today? Hi, um, could I have a, could I have a bacon McGriddle meal? Bacon McGriddle meal? Yeah. All right, and to drinks? Large sweet tea. All right, anything else? Uh, yes, I will have a fish witch and a small coffee. Too Cheap for Therapy with Marianne and Corinne. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode three of Too Cheap for Therapy. Ooh. I didn't know if this was gonna be episode three or episode just like three and a half or episode mm, four? Episode three. I think the Halloween thing was more of a bonus even though you really couldn't hear it. Yeah, it was <laughs> a great bonus. Like yeah. giving you a dollar that's all tore up. Yeah, you get What? <laughs> Kinda. You gotta, like, strain to hear everything. Hey Colleen! Thanks for listening while you were jogging. Hey Colleen! Walking in the woods, listening to scary beers. No. Never walk in the woods alone. She did though. No! Wait, I don't know if she was alone. Colleen, were you alone? No. Tell me you weren't alone. Did you have a knife with you? Did you have an entourage? Pepper spray. Bear spray. Mace. Mostly people spray. Bears. You know, whatever. I think she could outrun bears. Colleen's very fast. Oh, she is fast. She would outrun most people, too. Yeah. So bears are faster than people. She can definitely outrun bears. Colleen, what can you outrun? What's your limit? What? How fast can you run? Time, time yourself and then let us know. Send us a message on Twitter. Run? Something. For me, just go out and run the distance of about... Twenty six standard American size washing machines. What? And then tell me how fast you did that and then we'll math it and figure out how fast you really are. Alright, first we gotta get her twenty six standard American washing machines lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Well I mean if you do one and then you just kinda eyeball it for the twenty five. Well, she just runs around the washing machine or something? No, The distance from the first one to the last one. (laughs) You mean it's like a finish line? I like the way you're making this complicated. (laughs) It sounds complicated? It's very much not. Okay. All right. Simple. (laughs) Well, if you guys want to run around washing machines or something like that, you can send us questions and video of you running around a washing machine. Oh, I would watch that. Yeah, I probably would, too. Go to our website, TooCheapForTherapy.com, and you can send us a message, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, we got a Facebook page, send us money on our Patreon. Send money. Please send money. Yeah. So we can buy those washing machines. I want to buy food. Oh, yeah, that's today's theme. We're talking about food, y'all. And you might be saying to yourself, self... These girls are always talking about food. Women. We're women. These women. We ain't girls. These dudes are always talking about food. Yeah, we are. You'd be right. Oh my God, I love food. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about the nitty-gritty when it comes to food. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I ate today. Did you eat today? Oh my God, I ate today, yes. Of course. When do I not eat? Ah, <laughs> uh, I think we both eat nearly every day. But I hope. But as Americans, why do we eat so much? Oh God! Well, why? I mean, there are a lot of reasons, and some of them are our own fault, and some of them are not. Well, you know, Corinne, I don't think I've actually felt hungry since 1986. That was the last time you felt hungry. Yeah, like hunger pangs. Sure. Is it pains or is it pangs uh, or is it pings? It's, uh, pow. It's, it's a pang. It's a pow. It's like a pow. <laughs> Hunger pow. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. It feels like a pow. That's copyrighted. Yeah. Don't steal that. Patent pending. Patent pending. Hunger pow. Hunger pow. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a snack food. Oh, we my make God. Yeah. Corn puff pals. I'd eat that. Yeah, I would too. I would eat on that all week. I would eat almost anything. <laughs> oh, and I have eaten almost anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm reading a book right now. Uh huh. And it's about food. Okay. And I am ashamed to say that I'm typically eating when I'm reading it. <laughs> Great. So, like oh these poor things mm, 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 mm. oh lord oh. she whipped out the book y'all i brought it i brought it it's from the king county library system okay. thanks king county thanks king county yeah um it's called food junkies the truth about food addiction Ooh. yeah it's by vera chairman okay md i like it with philip weardell who does not have a uh Anything after his name, oh, so. He's not a medical doctor or anything. It's probably like a grip. He probably just taped down the wires for her computer while um, she was typing it or something. Okay. He could have been a contributor. I didn't pay that much attention. Or maybe he was, uh. What'd you call those hobos? A hobo? <laughs> what did you call him before? A tramp? <laughs> you think he's a boxcar tramp? Maybe. She just needed some sort of carny to help. Heat up this can of beans and <laughs> try to write the book. <laughs> It's possible. Move this over there. Oh, actually, if you flip the book over, it turns out he's the primary organizer of the Food Addiction Institute. <laughs> oh, And sorry. the International Society of Food Addiction Professionals. And he lives in Florida. What's his name? Uh, Philip sorry. Weardell. Sorry, Philip, that we thought you were a hobo. Um, I mean, I'm not sorry. <laughs> no? <laughs> Take that, Philip. <laughs> Take that, Mr. Weardell. Um... Yeah, so it was it was okay. Here's the thing. Okay, so a lot of times, I'm reading or watching or listening to things about food addiction or food issues or food, blah blah blah, whatever. Watching recipes getting made. I have I have a thing with food. You're watching. It's a problem. Like a cooking show? Sometimes I do watch the cooking on. I do as well. On the YouTube. It's wonderful. There's a woman from North China and she cooks the most beautiful little steamed buns and oh. things. Oh is boy. is she the lady on YouTube who doesn't say anything and she cooks for her grandmother? No, that's another that lady. good one though, she makes some amazing oh looking my stuff. God. But that lady will build you a goddamn gazebo or I anything. Love. She I mean. made a bamboo bench. Yeah. Like Oh, my yep. God, she's amazing. I'll, I'll add it to the show notes because oh, she's yeah. amazing and everyone needs to watch she's her. She's very good. And the uh, family from North China, that's a really good one, too. Not a lot of English subtitles. Okay. But so, so pretty to watch. And they keep everything so clean. I really love it. Okay. So, I do a lot of research about food because I have some issues. Okay. Okay. What kind of issues? What kind of issues? Tell us your Uh, deepest, darkest secrets, Kareem. No, it's funny because I'm not horribly overweight, right? Correct. I I feel like you're skinny fat, but you're really not even fat. You're just like American normal. What I'm hearing from you is that I'm too fat. (laughs) And that I'm not sexy. And you're correct, (laughs) ma'am. (sighs) <sighs> Anyhow. Oh, my God. What? Are your feet on my dash of oh. Tesla Studios, ma'am? It's just so comfortable That's in here. That's all right. My I'm, socks I don't give a shit. you fine. Yay. Have you seen the state of Tesla Studios? <laughs> it looks like the state of Mini Cooper Studios, <laughs> which is not good. It's disheveled. <laughs> That's all right. We're, we're a little disheveled. So, what is the deal? What? How do you describe yourself? Are you skinny fat? Are you just regular American size. Yeah, I think I'm probably pretty close to average American lady. Yes, I agree. Because I'm I'm heavier than I want to be, but I can fit into clothes from regular stores type of deal, you know? Um, For now. (laughs) Talk to me in 10 days. but keep eating. Well, those holidays are coming around the corner. Right. And they like to eat. But I was reading through this book, and they were talking a lot about how they really are equating it with alcoholism and mm, shopping addiction and gambling yeah. addiction and sex addiction and whatever your addiction is, um, meth. And what they're re- or meth or crystal Sorry. meth. it's for Marianne. It's crystal meth. No, it's not. If you put if- money on Patreon, so we can have crystal meth. <laughs> no. Oh God, don't. <laughs> I do guess bad. I should add like drug addiction hotline or some help oh, business man. on the show notes. We don't do that many drugs. That's, that's <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Not as many as we'd like. So, yeah, I agree. It is an addiction. Yeah, but absolutely. It's, but it's more of a an appropriate... Well, how do I say it? Like, you have to have food in order to live. You don't need crack cocaine to sustain your life. So... Well, this is the thing. That, and that's what they're saying is that, you know, it is one of those things that we all kind of experience. But the stories they're going through in this book are people who actually have food addiction like like being addicted to cocaine or heroin yeah. or like people going through the trash or like <gasps> like there was a woman in the book who was stealing off of um, residence trays at a nursing home what? because they weren't finishing their food so she just eat everything that Girl. came back and um yeah I mean it's like that's real addict behavior that like is. I'll do anything to get it that kind of thing Jesus and I mean. What causes it? Did they have some sort of trauma in their life? Are they just heavily addicted to sugar or whatever they're eating? That's basically what the book is saying is that sugar and white flour and oh, processed foods. Yes. And salts and stuff have the same effect on your brain as it drugs. It sure does. It gives me all those beautiful dopamines. When, yeah. when I, I'm from the South, so I like a delicious glass of sweet tea. But in Washington State, I can't get it anywhere other than Mickey D's. That's because we know you're nasty. Well, yeah, that's what I do. I drink, I roll around in the the sweet tea and it's delicious. See, I'll eat a bowl of sugar. I mean, I'll just eat a bowl of sugar. But I do not care for the sweet tea. Well, you don't like a lot of sweet things, which is fine. That's probably why I'm fatter than you. (laughs) I mean, that could be part of it. Yeah, I eat a lot of things that have too much sugar... I'm, I don't really care for too many salty, savory things. It's the sugar. Mm. And then my sedentary lifestyle does not help, I'm sure. I love all the things. Yeah. Sweet and salty and... If I want a sweet drink, I'm more of like a soda person. i more mm. like a Coke person. I'm not big into like adding yeah. sugar into a drink. Yeah. Like I don't put any sweetener in my coffee, but I put milk in my coffee and milk's right. got sugar in it, so... Yeah, that's, that's crazy to me. Everything got sugar Everything in it. Sugar, 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 sugar! has extra sugar in it. And yeah. It's fine. Everything is fine in moderation. It's just when you go overboard, especially in our American culture, when, you know, me myself, I... I eat fast food every day, which is not good. And every time I order something, I'm like, oh, this isn't healthy. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. And it's really easy to slip into that. Like, well, I don't, I'm I'm just going to be really good tomorrow. And then are we ever good tomorrow? No, we're pieces of shit today and tomorrow. And tomorrow. And the The next day. day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, but what they're saying is, you know, there's a difference between, Eating, overeating, eating too much, eating for comfort, and actually physically being addicted to food. And that some people who are prone to addiction, like say, have any kind of addiction in their family history, are probably going to be more prone to food addiction. Oh, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm reading it and I'm thinking like I always think, all right, at the end of this book, they're going to tell me how to get skinny. Did they not? Skinny by summer. There was no chapter called Skinny by Summer and I I felt misled. I feel like we all know what the fuck we're supposed to be doing by now. Eat healthy, exercise, don't eat too much. You know, calories in, calories out. We all know, but... We don't do it. Yeah, well, we don't live in a society that's very conducive to that. No. Because everywhere we go, that's a lot of times what people say. I've heard people say that when they come from other countries. When I meet people who maybe are here for the first time and they'll say, I can't believe all the food. Yeah. Or going into Costco and just being in awe because it's like a hundred pound bags of food. And not even like cultures that don't have food. I had... um, previous Japanese exchange students come stay with us for a bit and each student was just in awe by our portion sizes being so big and I took one of them to um, a restaurant I don't know sit down burger place and you know we went through the movie and they picked what they wanted and they brought it out and the burger's huge and then it comes with these fries and this big ass soda and I had to explain to the student that they can get free refills on sodas, and that's not something that you have in Japan. They don't do that at all, because no one needs that much soda. Well, so. oftentimes in other countries, their large is the size of our small. Correct, like France. Right. Yes. Which is probably why Americans are so angry when they're in other countries. Because we can't get that sugar fix? Probably. Where's my Coca-Cola? And because oftentimes the beer isn't cold. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm not into that. Meh. But, so at the end of the book, basically they say you have to treat it like an alcohol addiction. If you're truly addicted, if you actually are suffering Mm -hmm. from food addiction, that you have to treat it like something that requires assistance and... Like counseling. Basically, like, they're saying even counseling isn't enough because if you go to a counselor once a week, you've got six other 24-hour periods of that week where you're dealing with thoughts of food. So should you go into, like, food rehab? They're talking about, like, 12-step programs. I mean... treating it like AA. Really? Yeah. interesting i never would have thought of that like i i've seen shows where some people are bulimic or anorexic and they go to rehab or they go to counseling intense counseling and whatnot and go through an eating program to teach you or reteach you how to eat appropriately but i never thought about just normal Joe Schmoes who have an eating disorder But live among us Yeah Who need help Which is interesting because reading through the book I'm thinking, God, I, I sound an awful lot like a food addict Oh no I obsess over food When I'm eating food, I'm thinking about the food I'm going to eat next Oh no I, If I think something Hooray. is I know That's what I hear on my 600 pound life mm-hmm. all the time This is my 184 pound <laughs> life Because I am <laughs> thinking about it all the time Oh no and I'll be thinking, oh, I'm going to eat that when I get home. And if it's not there, I get fussy. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not I do good. as well. I hide food. Yeah, I do too. Absolutely hide food. I eat in my car. Oh, secretly. yeah. Secretly. I, I feel like a lot of people do. We just don't talk about it because it's shameful. Oh, I remember one time. Um, it, this was when Adam was still alive. And I would often, like, after work get off from work and then go get some fast food and eat in the car in a parking lot somewhere like a, I don't know, squirrel. Like a squirrel. Or like a raccoon. Like a squirrel in a car eating yeah. food. Like a rabid squirrel. Sure. Eating all that food. Then I'd get home and I'd have dinner with Adam. One day, um, Adam and I were going to go on a drive somewhere and I got into his car, I opened the passenger car door and he had like taco time empty bags and taco bell empty bags and I'm like, what? What is this? And he goes, oh, you weren't supposed to see that. And I'm like, it's okay. I do the same shameful shit too. It's okay. Yeah. And even though they know because clearly I ain't getting any skinnier. But we didn't I mean, tell each other at all. Because it, it is shameful. And then we both go home and eat our respective dinners together. Like... Why are we double eating? I have done worse. (laughs) Please tell me. (laughs) Tell me what kind of worse. I love restaurant food. Mm. I do. I love it. And one of my favorites is sushi. I love sushi. My brother is a sushi chef. He's amazing. Hey, brother. They'll never bring me no sushi, though. Bring us some sushi. Tell your boss. We'll advertise for him if they bring us sushi. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. That would be great. Please do. Please enable my addiction. Please. So, uh... I went to my favorite sushi restaurant for lunch, Mm -hmm. as is my right. Yeah, and I enjoyed myself a very nice lunch, Mm -hmm. and I think I had the all-you-can-eat lunch, which is a poor choice. And you were alone? Um, maybe. Okay. I feel your look. I'm not judging you. (laughs) She's looking right at my ass, and she's like, "Oh, fat sushi (laughs) ass, fuck." Oh boy. Look at your fat sushi ass. Yeah, I'm not judging you. It's fine tesla studios it's a safe space this is a safe space yes tell me about your fat sushi ass so i went and i had sushi i had all i could eat Mm, and that and then i had a little more and i don't eat all you can eat to the point where i'm full i eat all you can eat to the point where i'm injured you know what my (laughs) sister says i do not know she says, eat past the pain. Oh, no. That's not good. Oh, no, that's <laughs> not good. But, but that is what I do. It's funny, and we do it. Yeah. It's 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 a bad habit. But um, So I did that. No biggie. Okay. And I went on about my day, and then I came home, and my husband was saying, What's, what are we going to have for dinner? And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to cook. And he's like, why don't we go out? I said, that's fine, let's go out. And he said, where do you want to go? And I was like, hmm, let's go have sushi. (laughs) So we went back to the same sushi restaurant. You went to the same place? Yeah, and the waitress was still there. Oh, Lord. And I had to give her one of those, like, shut the fuck up, like, looks. Yeah, like, don't say anything. Bro, did you slip her a note? (laughs) No, I think I left her a nice tip, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, she knew what was up. I think she's gotten that before. Oh, yeah? I think so. Huh. So yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's, but I, I feel like people who have serious food addictions, well, maybe this is just me judging. I have no idea. I don't know nothing. I ain't no therapist, but I feel I'm like, not a therapist, but I am an asshole. That's right. Let me tell you my asshole thoughts. All right. So I feel like people who have real addictions in that situation would have stayed all fucking day to do the all you can eat. I've seen people like at the Golden Corral or something, like just, they'll sit there, from breakfast and into lunch into dinner and just pay the one fee how did you see them sitting there all day well I may have just been there all day (laughs) right next to them eating all those delicious yeast biscuits and that person was me (laughs) oh dear it was me all along I like that we're having weird confessions that's working for me that's not good Hey guys, it's Kanice, author of the Willow Song series, featuring my debut novel, The Call from the Willow, now available on Amazon. And coming summer of 2020, the second installment of the Willow Song series, The Calling of Kings. And you're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy. Hey, hey, you know those? I don't know why I was just thinking about this, but those, um, I was thinking about 600-pound life. Sure. Which is bananas yes. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But I remember one episode, this lady was like, oh, yeah, when I got to 450 pounds, I couldn't work a normal day job. So I started doing on-cam stuff, and I was like, ooh, sexy. No, she would eat on camera Yeah, for feeder. Yes, yep. feeders. It's a thing. What? Feeders will pay the feedies to eat what they want so they'll tell them like I'm gonna put money in your patreon or in your account and then I want you to go and buy a a 12-foot long hoagie and I want you to sit around naked and eat it on camera and they watch you eat and they watch you eat I don't understand please explain this fetish to me I don't know I think I just found a new career (laughs) I would hey if you guys want to see us eat food give us money on patreon I don't know I. you could listen to me eat food but I don't really want anybody to watch me eat food it's, oh, uh I don't care. If there's money and food involved, I'm there. All right. Yeah, we have no dignity. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, <laughs> we'll just wait for the calls to come pouring in. Oh, God. How do you even find that niche market? Uh, I'm sure the dark web, huh? It's not even the dark web. It's, it's just, fucking YouTube. It's just regular. <laughs> like, it's not anything to do with, like, you know, trafficking of any kind. That's it's true. just... Adult people indulging well, their horrible fantasies. You know what? I have seen one of them and I wasn't indulging in my horrible fantasies. Yeah, it you was were. just I was on like um I guess it was YouTube and this adorable little Asian lady, she must have been a size two. She was like eating a whole loaf of bread. Yeah. You know those um competitive eaters who put their hot dogs and hot dog buns in water and then crush it up to eat it faster? Yes. Ma'am. She was kinda doing that with a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at it like, what am I even looking at? Well, it's the mukbang phenomenon. Why do you know this? I know things, okay? (laughs) I know lots of things that are unnecessary, and I don't know my own address. Okay. So. What's this mukbang? Oh, good Lord. Well, it started out, I believe, as a Korean phenomenon, and what it was was, you know, that the whole trend of people being very isolated nowadays, yes. and they don't go out, they don't go to functions. Oh, like and, um, hikikomori, yes like the Japanese people who are so like afraid of um, society that they stay in their rooms. Exactly. Yes, and their parents are like ashamed of them, but they feed them with sandwiches under the door. Or exactly. So, the phenomenon started as eating shows, they were called. And what it was, was you were supposed to sit down with a plate of food, and it was a live stream. Okay. And everyone else who was watching would sit down with their plate of food at dinner time, And it was like you were all having a meal together. That's so sad. But wholesome at the same time, right? Like, it's like a family experience. And then they would be in the chat, and they would be talking, and it would be like like getting together then why wouldn't they just webcam with real friends or become friends with these people and then webcam and like they could talk to each other well because they were getting paid for it oh yeah it's like a it's a paid thing oh yeah oh it's like a companion right it's like a hooker it's not like a hooker but not yeah not not sexual just well I mean companionship was it sexy. You can't control what people are doing on the other side of the chat. I don't know. I don't know what was happening Keep with that. Keep your hands above the table and eat your food, Jeffrey. Uh, or, put more money in my Patreon and do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> You're alone. Oh my god. Anyhow, so at, like we do in America, we mm-hmm. took that concept yes, and we perverted it. Sure. And made it into anyone, fat, thin, anyone just eating horrifically huge amounts of food and essentially binging what? on camera. Why? For people to, I don't know, laugh at. I guess I don't get it. Um, if you guys listening watch these or understand it and can explain it to me, please write in and tell me what the, what the fuck is going on? Because I don't get it. I'm too old for this. I don't understand. Right? What's a podcast? What's a? I don't know. I What's don't, Patreon? Patreon? I, what? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows me? But uh, it's nasty and. Um, that's pretty much it, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, so I'm not a fan of those because I cannot stand the sound of people eating. Oh, uh, yeah, not. I'm more of like ASMR. A, no, I'm more of a visual person. Like I like to watch people paint their nails, and I like oh, to watch, like you that, know, what's that chick's name? Visual. Uh, her name is Visual. No, something? the um, the lady from Canada. Yeah, yeah. Simply neological. Oh, it was not visual something at all. Uh, not even close, ma'am. <laughs> So hey, what if we put her in the show notes? But you know what's interesting? Don't put Christine in the show Aww. notes. I, I mean, you her. can if you want, but... No? Okay, that's fine. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool if she wrote us a note. Oh, Christine. I know you're listening. Christine, listen to our podcast, honey. I love your nails. We love your nails. They're beautiful. Mm. I do. I now do. Back, back to food. <laughs> now back to food. So, it's interesting, the whole concept of trying to break your food addiction. Yeah. So, basically, the book, in a nutshell, is abstinence. <laughs> uh, just don't eat food? They're saying... No, they're saying identify your trigger foods and remove them completely from your what, diet similar what trigger to, foods similar to what an alcoholic would do okay. so sugar is a huge addictive substance but sugar's in everything right exactly so but they're saying identify your trigger foods right so for some people they can't have processed sugar okay. like candy or cakes or stuff like that sure. but they're okay if they eat fruit even though fruit has a lot of sugar in it so that doesn't tend are, to make them bins. Are they just like eating green beans under their bed or something? Without How do you eating? get away from processed anything? This is the same issue I had when I was vegetarian for three years in college. Yeah. People would say, but what do you eat? And I'm like, oh God, I don't know, nothing? Hubcaps? I don't know. Like, what am I, a goat? Like, I just eat everything except meat. Yeah. So it's really not that difficult if you have any kind of skill cooking. What's difficult Which is, I do not. I I really do have like the addict's brain about it. Like I I get a little weird. Like if I don't have something delicious and sweet, uh-huh. I am not real happy. You set a fire. I to burn something. things. You burn. Yeah. Burn it down. We do. I burn it down. You know how many kitchens we've been through? <laughs> oh Lord. It's not good. Um. Uh, don't tell the fire marshal. And the other issue I have with the abstinence, which I mean obviously not eating the foods is an issue with the abstinence because it's exactly what you're supposed to do and I'm not willing to do it yeah but um it's just for me not very feasible to take all that stuff out of the house because I have children right Right. and I tried to do the crunchy granola mom thing when I had just one kid and I didn't have quite so much to do uh and I was very devoted and so I would like never send him to preschool with you know with any treats in his lunch oh, and drink water bed. or white milk or whatever. Like, it, we weren't super crunchy. Like, yeah. he wasn't just eating hemp seeds out of like a horse bag, but <laughs> one of those but, yeah, muzzle exactly. things. Exactly. <gasps> but he would come home and say, Mom. I think you would have like some, someone else come into your door to talk to you about that. I think you're right. I think it would be a uh, horse S- expert, like, like CPS or something. Uh, somebody. But um, he would come home and he would say, Mom, I'm the only one without a treat. Oh. And that's when he learned to manipulate me because I said, oh, Jesus, well, I'm going to start putting a treat in there and I want you to be the only one. You know, I didn't want him to think that I didn't oh care God. for him to have a little sweet treat. He learned early. Now they eat bowls of candy for breakfast. What? Now they do not. No, okay. I put out bowls of candy. That was a test, too. I put out bowls of candy the day after Halloween mm-hmm. and they looked at him and said, what the hell is this? Mom, where's our granola? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, never mind, I'll get you a bagel or something. Mm, But America is so sugar-centered. Like, even the stuff that doesn't taste sweet is full of sugar. Yes, you're right. And salt. And they call it the um, hyper-palatable foods. Mm. And there are food scientists working for every restaurant and every company that... Their job, that's what they're tasked with Like they are supposed to find that set point yes. Of hyper palatability to make people crave their food To learn how to manipulate it So you're an addict Yeah, like they'll add a little more salt and then test it And then they'll add a little more sugar and then test it And yeah. they just keep, you know, doing that And I get it, it's for, you know, you're a business And you want people to the want oh your product dollar But it really is, it's like Why don't you just start selling little baggies of coke, you know It's the <laughs> same fucking thing <laughs> But, yeah, it's, it's pretty harsh. Yeah, I did notice um, when I went to Japan, all of their sweets are significantly less sweet than ours, of course. And then when our host students would come visit, the, that was the first thing they would say, like, oh, all of this food is very sweet, your portions are big, it's too much food. You know, they're very polite and nice about Even it. Even things like the breads, like sandwich yes. bread, people will say it tastes like cake. Yeah. Yes. That was very strange. One of the students who came um, wanted bread, and she kept saying, you know, I'd like some bread or whatever. So we'd give her our bread that we have, like white, bleached bread. And she just kept saying, like, this isn't the bread that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't. When I went to Japan, like, oh, this is the bread you're talking about. like, um, Like kind of a less sweet treat bread, like at Panera or something like the reason. rolls they sell like yeah. really soft rolls. Like soft rolls, rolls that aren't sweet. Meh. Yeah. And if you do abstain from sugar and from processed foods for it doesn't really take that long, True. probably about a week. Right. Then when you do go back like and try to have a bite of it something sweet, terrible. It's horrible. Yeah. It tastes sticky. Yes. Like it's a really off-putting sensation, yeah. but it doesn't take long for those pathways to just pick right back well, up and be like, "Yes. Addiction. Got my hit." Good lord. Yeah. Chasing the dragon. And then pretty soon you're in a train bathroom and you're doing what you gotta do. You're going to have to take that out. Are you setting up webcams in train bathrooms of you eating stuff? Are you sitting in a golden corral all day? Maybe. Mm, maybe. How about you not judge me? How about we don't judge? Don't judge. <laughs> don't judge. Sushi fat ass? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I'm a sushi fat No. Ass. Oh, I love sushi, though. It's so good. I love it. And it, it tricks me and makes me think I'm eating healthy. Right. But real sushi in Japan is not this American type of sushi with all this sauce and fried and mayonnaise and tons of <laughs> rice and I know I love that we're like oh sushi is so good for your heart oh, really you're just eating no. a bowl of mayonnaise rice yeah, no that's, mayonnaise rice. that's not so good for you <laughs> no it's not no but it uh. tastes real good. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I went to Japan. I keep, like, talking about Japan. Whatever. But that's the only comparison I have to mm-hmm. our food and their food. It's a good comparison. Yeah, when I went there, um, we got some sushi. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Where the mayonnaise? hmm Where the dip? <laughs> Why isn't this deep fried? Send it back. <laughs> Obviously, they did it wrong. Oh, man. But when I was there, I, I don't think I've ever walked so much in my life compared to when I was in Japan because you... Not many people... Well, compared to America, not many people in Japan have a car. Their public metro system and the bus system they have is amazing and super punctual. So you can actually plan your life around the schedule and it works. And once you get off the metro or whatever, you can walk to your destination. Everything's so walking friendly for... The blind, they have these little bumpy things all the way so they can feel the difference. And um, it's just really walking friendly, unlike America. Well, and that's the thing about America. Is we're so young. We're just little babies, right? I mean, our country is not that old. Right. And most other countries in the world were set up, you know, on, a, on some kind of grid system before... Cars. The automobile. Correct. Correct. So, we are set up to drive everywhere. Right. And that's a problem. Well, I mean, they they made a push for um, less cars back in the day in America, but I guess the big government was not about that life. They were like, no, we got to sell more cars and make the highways bigger, pay more taxes. I don't know. It's all fossil fuel and who's yes. funding what? And Oil. conspiracy theories and chemtrails and flat earth and <laughs> yard yetis and... It's the whole flat ball earth. of wax, what? ma'am. No. I'm just saying. We're here to tell you that the earth is not flat, my friend. I'm so sorry. We might lose one viewer. I don't know. Viewer? Listener? <laughs> Stop looking at us! We might we <laughs> might lose one person who's staring intently at their phone while they listen to this <laughs> or podcast. Or they're looking into the Tesla studios. Is, are they watching us now? I thought Halloween was over. Oh, we're going to get another song. No, let's not have another song. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so what I learned from reading this book is I don't care enough to stop. Mm. I think I'm just going to be one of those people who, like, sits right on the razor's edge of falling into Shit. horrible addiction. <laughs> but I'm going to do everything I can to stay on this side of it. You know, for me, I, I don't even really care or register that I'm addicted. I think I think I think deep down I know I'm addicted. Sure. I love sugar. I have this cyclical thing we probably all do where we're like, this is the year I'm gonna get healthy. And then you like go to the gym a few times and feel like you're doing some shit and then you fall off that wagon and you're rolling hitting rocks on the off the wagon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crack your coconut on a rock. Crack your coconut. And then you eat the coconut. Wait, is the coconut the metaphor for your brain? Don't yeah. eat that coconut! Yeah. Don't eat, don't eat head coconut. Don't eat that. But I do this. Cycle often enough that I'm in my mind. I'm just like fuck it. Just eat some more sugar It's fine Really, I don't think anything is gonna stop me until the doctors like hey, you're diabetic now Till they take your foot. No, don't take my foot <laughs> You gonna get the sugar day don't take your foot um, The last time I did a full exam or whatever at the doctor 50,000 mile uh, workup a tune-up Yeah. Last time I got one of those they took all the blood. They, all they took all your blood? <laughs> it felt like it. They I don't like needles. The blood. They did it and they checked it. And then they gave it back and they said, hey, you are just a few hairs shy of being pre-diabetic. And I went, woohoo! I win! I'm, <laughs> I'm not pre-diabetic. I know how to play the game. I'm almost pre-diabetic. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Good thing you got youth on your side and you'll be young forever. Oh, shit. <laughs> Well, thanks, Corinne. I'm not. This isn't going well. And how long ago was that? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think I've ever had my A1C checked. Oh, you should. I did get checked twice for gestational diabetes. Yeah. The first time came back perfectly normal, mm-hmm. perfectly normal pregnancy, whatever. Yeah. The second time came back normal, but then when my son was born and he was just over 10 pounds, they swore I must have had gestational diabetes. And I kept saying, bitch. And when you call... You, <laughs> you call the doctor, bitch? Well, I was on a lot of meds, but <laughs> but I was like... Listen to your bitch. Listen, bitches. <laughs> He's big, but it doesn't mean I have diabetes. They Look kept, at his father. He's a Yeti. They kept us for an extra day, mm. which was fine because they kept bringing food. Oh, <laughs> It all comes back. I'm like, I'm going to have a pain bed and then a tray. And that was, we just alternated. All the jello, please. Exactly. And some of them big mesh underpants. It was the best. It was like celebrity vacation. Yeah. So, yeah, they kept us an extra day and they tested his blood and they tested my blood and they kept testing it. And I'm like, none of us, us. none of us are diabetic. But, They were convinced he must have been because he was 10 pounds, 2 ounces. huge. But his dad is a big guy, too. Right, exactly. Genetics and shit. Did you tell the doctors that? Genetics and shit, bitch. I said, bitch, it's genetics. (laughs) We got big, fat bones. And then you took your baby and you left with that tray of food. I did. I took him to the Seahawks and I put him in the defensive (laughs) line and then I (laughs) ate some garlic fries. (laughs) And that child was Russell Wilson. And that child is not Russell Wilson he's not Russell Wilson he loves Russell Wilson though. aww yeah it's really adorable that's cute Russell Wilson Russell Wilson are you listening send us some money on Patreon you want us you to promote it. your foosball team <laughs> we love foosball we do we? I actually do I love football I do I love it girl I don't know anything about football eh what are you gonna do Talk about my six hundred pound life. Ooh, my favorite show. Oh, I love that show so much. Okay, but be honest. Let's be honest for a minute, because I want our our uh, our peeps who are listening to really have a moment with yourself and be honest. Sure. Do you love to watch my six hundred pound life because it is a way of life that you're not familiar with and it is very interesting to you, or B, do you watch it because it is a compelling story of you know heartwarming? Success and devastating loss. Or C, do you watch it because you can sit and say, Jesus, fuck, I'm not as big as those people. C. Yeah, it's a C. (laughs) It's a C for me. That's how I keep my shit in check. Like, well, at least I'm not 680 pounds. Right. I'm doing fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my knees hurt going up and down the steps, so. Yeah. But I also watch it because I'm like... How did they get to that size? Oh, that's how. Okay, let me just not do that much. Let me not eat a whole pizza in one sitting. Let me eat a whole pizza throughout the day, and then I won't be six hundred and eighty pounds. Right. So you also are on that razor's edge of falling into Girl, the abyss. Yes. Of, yeah. Yeah. And that's why we're friends. right into the. Yes. We're gonna jump into the abyss together. Oh, that sounds real good. Some days. Laverne so, and Shirley style. That's not how they died. Who's like the girls who, the ladies who, <laughs> in the movie. Uh, was it Thelma and Louise? Thelma oh, and Louise. They were both very skinny. It wasn't Laverne and Shirley. No. Schemeasle. <laughs> Schemeasle. Into the Grand Canyon. No, that wasn't no, the way it no. That's how I remember it. That is not how that went. Okay, well. Yes. You have your memories and I have mine. That'll, that'll be fun. us with the Tesla Studios just going into the abyss. Can we just drive off like the high road at the dump, (laughs) land in a pile of trash? Uh, and then eat stud trash? Yeah. Great. All right. Sounds like a Saturday afternoon. Sounds like I got my day planned. Oh man. I don't know. What do you think about the, uh, the health at every size movement? Oh Lord. Body positivity. Well, I love body positivity. Okay. You do you. Everybody's beautiful. Okay. Yada yada. Sure. I'm not too much of a fan... Please don't send me hate mail. I'm not too much of a fan of... Okay, don't send me hate mail. I love everyone. Everyone's beautiful. If you're going to send a hate letter, can you also send a dollar? Yes, please. We hate dollars. Oh, send me hate mail with dollars. (laughs) That's right. But um, everyone's beautiful in any size, great. Just when... I think when the advertisers are doing their thing and they pick either side of the the spectrum that's a little too far off from the quote-unquote norm like a supermodel who's 6'2 and a size negative one like honey you got to eat something other than cotton balls you have to take care of yourself please eat real food it's not normal like in the UK they changed it so um, models who are walking the runway before the show, they have to have a weigh-in to make sure they're over a certain amount of weight because we don't want you being gaunt. I get, I get it. Clothes hang differently on skinny people. Great. You're saving fabric. Super. Just don't be some sort of Skeletor figure walking down the aisle. Right. And then on the other side of the spectrum, I saw that Calvin Klein um, advertisement this beautiful black woman, larger size, bigger than me, probably, I don't know, 250, 300 pounds. She was wearing the Calvin Klein clothing, and I don't remember what the slogan was, like beautiful at any size or something. Great. But I don't know. I mean, it's nice to see someone my size or bigger being represented, but when I look at that, I'm like, is she healthy? Does she have diabetes? Does... You know, what's her health like? That's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, that's the only thing that bothers me about it. I think body positivity is great. I do find it interesting that the rabid health at every size people will bust out with, you know, well, body positivity is amazing and you can't put your, you know, don't, don't try and steal our movement, our health at every size movement by including people who are really thin, you know, they, they want it. I shouldn't say they, but some people want to see it only a representation of people who are X amount or above, and they don't want to include other people in it and body positivity. But the whole body positivity movement started for people who had things going on that was not in their control. Right. Right? So, like if you were missing a leg or something like that, like you were still a worthy person and you were still beautiful, and that's true. Yeah. But it's just an interesting juxtaposition it, to me but yeah now it's all about it's focusing on weight right and I mean technically speaking it is something you could change even though people will say it's impossible to change but I mean ultimately it comes down to a math thing right and I know I could be skinnier and I don't want to change right but I'm also not gonna be pissed at somebody if they say maybe that's not super healthy I know it's not healthy right. Hey guys, it's Kenise, author of the Willow Song series, featuring my debut novel, The Call from the Willow, now available on Amazon. And coming summer of 2020, the second installment of the Willow Song series, The Calling of Kings. And you're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy. I don't know, it's a tough one. That always makes me think of my dad um, when he was. Better. He he has dementia, so now he's kind of not the person he was, and he didn't doesn't have the same kind of personality before when he was better. Um, you know, I'd come home from college and I'd gained a little weight, and he'd go, "Hey, getting kind of fat there, huh?" And I'm <laughs> like, "Dad, that's rude. You have no tact. Get your shit together, man." And he'd say that, and he'd say that to me, to my sister, to whomever. He would just say tactless shit. But now. As an adult, I look back on it like, yeah, that was rude, but he wasn't saying it from a place to be mean. He wasn't trying to put me down. He was concerned about my health. He would later say that, like, well, I'm just saying because I, you know, it's not good to be this big. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. So I understand that, and I try to remember that weight is just a number, and your body shape is just that. It's just the shape. It doesn't matter what size you are. It only matters that you're healthy. I just feel like body positivity is doesn't necessarily have to mean anything other than I appreciate the body that I'm in right now. It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you have to keep it the way it is now, or that you can't strive to change something if you want to change something. Right. I just don't like when people get looked down on for like, oh, you used to be into body positivity, and then you got skinny. Yeah, no. Why can't you be skinny and body positive? Girl, nothing has changed about the person in their personality. Maybe they're happier because they've lost more weight. Maybe they're happier because they've gained weight. My cousin, she's very skinny. She's a size zero. And when we were growing up, you know, people would always make fun of her like, oh, you skinny, you should eat some more. And then later as an adult, she mentioned that that really bothered her because she can't gain any weight. Her metabolism is crazy. So she really can't gain weight. And one day I was hanging out with her and I was complaining about, you know, I'm big and these jeans aren't fitting or whatever. And she tried to jump into that. And she was talking about, yeah, I, I kind of understand because shirts don't really fit me because my shoulders are so wide. And to me, that seemed like, who cares? You're, that's you're, not a real problem. That's not a real problem. You're skinny <laughs> and beautiful and be quiet. But really, I, I don't want to minimize the issues that she sees as flaws. They're not, but I mean, I'm not in her body. I don't have to deal with that. She doesn't have to deal with my big ass. This so. is not Freaky Friday. Not yet. Not yet. That's right. Well, let's see. So how do we keep from going off that cliff, though? Because there are days when I do, I jump right off the fucking cliff, right into a pool of SpaghettiOs. I think the only thing I can think of is when I do some stupid shit and eat a whole bag of candy, I have to remember, okay, tomorrow is a new day. I can try again because I can't do anything about that candy that I just ate. But that's a big problem for a lot of people It's the all or nothing mentality mm. of Well, I intended to do well today But then I screwed up So now, fuck it, I'm just oh. gonna go nuts It's gonna be a free-for-all today right. I've done that Yeah, I think Today <laughs> <laughs> Today was the most recent day I did that Yeah and tomorrow is the next most recent day that I will have done that. Um, I do set weird rules for myself around eating. Like, I try really hard not to eat past a certain time at night. Oh, yeah, um, get you because everyone's asleep and you, you're you all sneaky in the kitchen and like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to eat this like a little mouse. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, just I'm just going to eat this tiny, yeah. On a two-pound block of cheese that's over right. the sink, no, crying, no, 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 naked. Naked. No, no. <laughs> All right. That happened to a friend of mine. Um, <laughs> named Korean Named Corrine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's, that's, I don't know, man. I have some weird shit going on with food. And I do. That's my favorite time. That's when I get into the most trouble is when everybody's asleep. Because yeah. I'm a night owl. I like to be up late. I like to sit and read. I try to just drink tea, but oftentimes that turns into, well, I have a little... A little biscuit yeah. with my tea. And I mean biscuit in the British sense of oh. it being a damn cookie. Mm. It's not really a biscuit. I'll eat a biscuit, too, though. I'll put that cookie in that biscuit. Put a cookie in a biscuit. Cookie biscuit. Patent pending. Kisskit. <laughs> no. Yeah, so... Oh, food. I don't know. I know. I ate candy on the way here, man. I mean, I don't know what you can do. The only thing I, I can think is to... Don't berate yourself if you've had a bad day. Just just be kind. You're kind to other people, hopefully. Try to be kind to yourself. Yeah. Don't be an asshole to anyone and yourself. I think typically that's very good advice, but I think sometimes we get a little bit too coddly with ourselves. Oh. I do have to... I read... I think it was on Reddit at one point. Someone was saying, you know, oh, I lost all this weight. And everybody says, oh my God, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? Because they mm. want to do it too. Yeah. And he said... As a child, we always have people who are telling us, don't do this, that's not good, do this, Mm -hmm. or we don't do that, it's not appropriate. And then as an adult, sometimes we just kind of go, there's no rules, and you know, just I'm an adult. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we, I know I did that. After I got my first job and I suddenly had my own money and I had my own vehicle and it was like, oh, man, I'm going to eat jack-in-the-box, you know, at 3 mm. in the morning because I can because I'm an adult. And they're open. And they're open late. The problem is you have to sort of have that voice in your head that treats you like, like, we like we all have a little kid in us who wants to eat oh yeah Count Chocula every day for dinner. Mm. But sometimes you just have to say, hey, little me. Like, how about no, not today. Right. Today's not a day for a treat. Maybe next time. Because then little me will be 600 pounds and on that TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not But I would like to meet that little doctor. He's adorable. Oh, he is adorable. Oh, he's so cute. 30 pound. You need to lose 30 pound. In one month. In one month. Oh, he's so cute. I have a magnet of him on my fridge. (laughs) And it says, why do you eat so much? That's a good deterrent. And my husband hates it. I love it. I'm him. like, that's why I put it up there. Oh, my God. Thank you, Etsy. Dr. Nazarden. Dr. Nazardin. He's so cute. Dr. now Yeah. He is. He's very adorable. And you can see, if you watch the show, you can see from um, season one all the way to current seasons, his mentality is changing and he's being more strict with people. In the beginning, he's like, people will come in and be like, I don't know, it must be all the water weight that I I held on to. I'm not sure it's all the fluid. And he's like, yeah, maybe. In the newer seasons, he's like, come on now, that's not 50 pounds worth of water weight. His new book, he just put out a new book, and it's called The Scales Don't Lie, People Ooh. Do. Yeah, he's not fucking around no more. That's so much shade the Dr. Now threw at everybody in that book. He'll kick you right in the crotch. <laughs> Try right. to give him an excuse. Oh my god, that's great. Oh, well, what do you think about surgeries? Like the sleeve. Like and gastric bypasses gastric and whatnot. bypass, and what's the other? Uh, there used to be the stomach staple, but Lap band. Lap yeah, they don't band. really do stomach staple no. anymore. Lap band, sleeve, gastric bypass. What All in think? the same sort of vein. They also have a balloon now. It's called Obera. Oh, uh, the one that you swallow mm-hmm. and it's temporary? Yeah. Yep, yeah, and they fill it up with... Uh, Air? Poison, and then if you explode <laughs> it, you die. It's not poison. Yeah. They fill it up with air, and then your stomach... No, they fill it is- with liquid, with blue liquid, because that way you can tell if it leaks. Oh. Yeah. And then your stomach feels full. Right, and you tend to be very nauseous pretty much all the whole time. Well, isn't that with any of those stomach surgeries? You just feel nauseous if you eat a little too much? Yeah. Well, because your body's saying, hey, there's not room for that. Uh, I'm not a true. rugby ball anymore. Yeah. I'm a egg. Oh, true. What do you think? I think it can be really helpful, but... The problem is if you don't deal with the mental stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, like, say, if you are a food addict and you don't deal with your addiction, either A, you're going to stretch it back out. Yeah. Or B, you're going to substitute with another addiction. True. A lot. I forget the percentage, but a lot of people at the one-year mark after surgeries will either be nearly back to their original weight or be addicted to something else. Oh, wow. And that's an interesting concept to me, though, because... Addiction is bad, right? We all say addiction is so bad. That's the whole... That's why there's groups for it, and that's why there's counseling for it. But there are good addictions, too. Such as? Uh, gambling. That's not a good Because I'm just waiting until I get my big win. <laughs> no. It's coming uh, soon, I promise. Yeah, yeah, one of these days. Uh, um, no, like, uh, some people substitute fitness, you know? Some people become runners. Some well, people... That's good, but... Um, I've seen, I don't know what I was watching, but someone exercised too much, and they, like, hurt their knees, but they continued to run anyway. Yeah, a lot of people do. That's not good. And then I saw another TV show about the set of twins. They were the fitness twins. I can't remember their names. But one of them was pregnant, and she would not stop her fitness regimen, and she lost the baby Mm -hmm. because she worked out so much. Even Even though the doctor told her, you can't work out this much. So sometimes it can be, I mean, it seems like, oh, fitness is healthy, but anything in the extreme is not good. I don't know a lot about extreme fitness. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Look at this body. True. I mean, probably the fitness coaches, they know what they're doing because they don't, they take breaks and they know to stretch and whatever, but us dummies who are just like I'm gonna run 30 miles who, who've never run before like we're gonna hurt ourselves today's the day I'm an ultra marathoner today's yeah, the no. day. and then I die yeah it's uh I don't know the human brain is built on addiction so <laughs> always giving addiction a bad rap I don't know I mean aren't we all addicted to things oh, to a certain extent well when I think of quote unquote positive addictions I just see them as vices things that get us through the day uh, like I can't think of any positive addictions Can you guys think of any positive addictions? If you can, write us in I think there are a lot of things that you could Classify as an addiction But because people consider them to be healthy They don't use the word addiction hmm. Because addiction has a negative connotation Well you're going to have to think of an example, ain't you? Well I'm addicted to Being a productive worker No I'm not, that's no. not true <laughs> No, No. am right. I don't know just food, mostly. Yeah. And crack. Yeah. Crack. Give me some crack. Crack. <laughs> <Cracks>. Crack Crack. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no 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 crack no thank you. Mm-hmm. No thank you, Marianne. Okay, all right. I'm shoving the crack I rock at me. I don't crack. Jeez. We'll put that on Patreon. There's a video. Of you doing crack. Of you buying a crack rock. What? <laughs> How did you get that footage? (laughs) I was at the train station in the bathroom. Oh, my God. Doing a mukbang. Mm. No, I was not. Uh, There are things wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know that. That's why we're friends. I don't know. I just wonder if at some point I will. I thought, you know, okay, well, abstinence, all right. Well, if that's the way you got to do it, that's the way you got to do it. For about two seconds. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, no, I'm just going to keep on kind of doing it sort of kind of, but not as bad, but... I don't know what happened, like, you know, when you're in your 20s or whatever, and you're the smallest you've ever been, but you think you're still fat or whatever, Mm -hmm. dumb 20-year-old me. Stupid bitch. I know. Hey! I was (laughs) talking to myself at 20. 20. That's right. She a dumb bitch. Yep. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, um... I remember when I was 20-something, I had a bad breakup. And in my 20-something mind, I was like, I'm going to show him. I'm going to get hot as shit. And I did. I remember I woke up early before work, and I would do push-ups in my kitchen. I had everything in, like, portion-controlled small sizes. I would only buy specific things repeatedly instead of buying... variants of different foods or whatever. I kept it to the same specific things that I knew I could count the calories. I was a machine and I dropped down to about 140. For my BMI it says I'm supposed to be 130 to 140 something. Everyone kept asking me if I was sick because mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't look right. BMI is not a good indicator no, for almost everyone. It is not. It's very arbitrary. The way they made it up, they literally picked 25 as, like, the upper limit of normal BMI for women because it was an easy round number. Oh, did they? Yeah. That's funny. So don't well, put too they, much faith in BMI that. BMI probably worked whenever it was invented because people were generally the same size because they ate... Pretty much the same stuff Plus it was probably um, Set up for White women And white men Yeah In American society They didn't account For different body shapes From other cultures And races They didn't account For much No they did not They didn't account For pizza Nope Mm -hmm. They didn't account For Pizza Hut Taco Bell Pizza Oh Yeah When they're a combo Yeah That's dangerous Yeah You know what I like From Taco Bell What Nacho's Bell Grande. Oh. No sour cream. <laughs> it's milky. Why did you just tell the listeners your your order? Like they're gonna <laughs> mail it to hey, you. Hey y'all. <laughs> send, send me send a 750 on Patreon so she can get a taco bell Grande. It's 408. Send 750. So we can get two. <laughs> 408 times 2 is not 750! How do you know the exact price? I don't know I just guessed <laughs> you eat when you're not hungry? Yes. Yeah me too. All the time Yeah me too yeah. Is it a boredom thing or is it a comfort thing or is it just a routine thing? Um, I think it's probably a comfort thing from when I was a child because I would m- most of the time it's when I'm watching TV or watching something um, I have to have some sort of snack. <laughs> I think it's from when I was a child. Being a latchkey kid. Get yeah. home. Oh, it's completely silent in the house. Let me turn on the TV. Oh, my favorite show's on. Let me make a snack. So I remember eating food when I got home. And then mom would eventually come home and make dinner. And I'd eat that too. There's just so much shame for my childhood and food. Like, I remember my mom. She wasn't a big baker, but on occasion, she would bake like a cake or like a two layer cake or something and delicious. Some boxed cake. A yellow cake? Yeah, pretty much. With chocolate frosting? Yes. Oh, yes. How, how did, have you been to my kitchen? At yeah. At my mom's house? I have a little. I have ways. Oh, Lord. Anyway, so she'd make whatever every once in a while and we'd all have a slice after dinner and then I'd go to my room. And then my parents are in the living room watching TV and I remember specifically sneaking out of my room, like trying to be so quiet. Like, like the cartoony, like Yes, dun, 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 like with your arms up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I would sneak because the the living room is right next to the kitchen and they would hear me, so I have to be quiet. I'd like open the little lid where the cake is, slice it, put it on a little napkin, and sneak back to my room. I thought I was getting away with it. Uh, mind you, I would do that three more times. And then the cake would be gone? <laughs> yes, and of course my mom would see it and be like, there are only three of us in the house. It's my mom, dad, and me at this point. All the other kids were It was done. you, mom! You, you ate the cake! You don't remember, mom, it wasn't me! You were in a fugue state. And the next morning, she'd be like, hmm, I see somebody ate the cake. And I was like, oh, I don't know who that could have been, mom. <laughs> it wasn't me, and I'm sure she saw me steadily getting fatter I don't know probably Yeah. I mean I, I wish there had been some sort of intervention like hey stop eating all the cake or hey I know you love to skip dinner and only eat cereal because you're 12 but don't do that shit anymore But there was no intervention. I don't know that interventions really work, though. It's more like if you don't want your kids to eat like garbage. A, you have to stop eating like garbage. Yeah. And B, you have to stop bringing garbage into your house. Oh, my God. I love garbage, though. That's true. I don't know. I'm not trying to put blame on my parents. No, it's a very nice thing to do to bake a cake for your family yeah, it's a yeah. lot of work and it's very sweet and she didn't do it a lot but right. I think that's why I ate it all <laughs> but I remember when she would um, I would be at home and my dad would be there and like my mom would go to the store by herself and she'd come back home with groceries I'd run out to the car and get the groceries to help her but really my motive was to ask her would you bring me back from the store mm-hmm. and she'd always bring me back a candy bar right everything in our relationship hovers around food which is kind of an American culture thing True Christmas You got to big feast Because we do feast. every event Whether it's sad or happy I mean yes. if you go to a wedding You're going to eat yourself to death And if you go to a right. funeral You're going to eat a bunch of food And it's And just, cry and eat Yeah cry and eat and That's eat and true cry and Everything eat. is around food Birthday parties Got a big ass cake With all the sugar Right Yeah What the fuck Somebody has a baby So you make some Casseroles, casseroles and You make a hot dish <laughs> Gotta make the hot dish Eat your baby that hot dish one day old, he's eating hot dish. <laughs> that's too young for hot dish. That's too young for hot dish. Hey, listeners, that's too young for hot dish. Don't feed it. Let me smell your baby, but don't give that baby in hot dish. This baby smells like hot dish. The baby smells like hot dish. You ain't feed him hot dish. Did you put that baby in the hot dish? <laughs> Did you make a layer of baby under... The, the under hot dishes, people! <laughs> it's like green beans, meat... Tater tots, baby. Thinly sliced baby. Six pounds of cheese on the baby. Thinly sliced baby! It's like I don't hear you and then I do and I have to catch up with you. What? Let's go back. What'd oh you God. say? What'd you say about that thinly sliced mm-hmm. baby? Nothing. Yes, but hot dish. So what do you think about the people who think they can outrun their bad diet? I'm one of those people. I feel like if I just exercise more, I can eat whatever I want. Oh, you're going to die. I know. They're going to take my foot. <laughs> they are going to take your foot, girl. <laughs> I don't even play that game anymore. Before I did, too. Like, oh, you know, I'll just walk around the track a few times, and then they'll go get some delicious sweet treat. That shit don't work. But the problem being, it's so difficult to burn calories in any quantity, yeah. and it is so easy to read those yes. calories. I'm like, so- oh, I'm just going to have this small snack. 500 calories, and then I walked around forever and burned about 190 calories. calories. Yeah. yeah, great. This isn't gonna work. No, really, it comes out to me being lazy. Yeah. I know what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Me too. I know I'm supposed to work out and eat better and throw away all the garbage food. But, like I said before, it's cyclical. And uh, my boyfriend Brian and I, we were both pretty much addicted to sugar. So, we told each other, like, we cannot bring any more sugar into this house purposefully, we can't do it. And then the next day, I buy some sugar snacks or something. Because mm-hmm. I forget. And when you get home, he runs out to help with the bag and says, yeah. What you get me at the show? It's a candy bar. <laughs> <Is> it's a candy. <laughs> it is candy. Enjoy your candy. Exactly. Yeah, we're having that issue right now because Halloween. Oh, shit. There's no less than three gallons of candy in my house three right now. I cannot fucking believe how much candy these kids brought home. This was the first year we didn't go with at least one of the kids. Calvin wanted to be with his friends because he's a teenager. Yeah. So we dropped him off with his friends. There was a mom with them. It just wasn't this mom. And he's I had to too work. too cool for Halloween. Much too cool for anything. Oh, no. no, actually, he's not. He's a good boy. Okay. He still enjoys himself. But he wanted to do it with his friends, so they went trick-or-treating together. Aww, awesome. Cute. Great. Whatever. So then Julian wanted to go, and I was planning to take him when I got home. And mm-hmm. when I got home, my husband said he's going to go with the neighbor boy. Mm-hmm. And they are going to go with his family, and it's whatever. I said, that's great, because I'm going to snow my ass. Wait for the candy to roll in. He's eating the candy. So, I was probably, he was out for maybe an hour and a half, maybe. They get home. They're all drenched in sweat. Ooh. Including the mom. Huh? And or are he's they running. Got a grocery sack completely full of candy. <laughs> I mean, fucking full. What? Full size Snickers, full size Skittles, all this weird shit. No. I'm like, baby, why and how? How did you teleport? How did we get to so many houses? He ran clearly. I think that maybe they trick or treat th- and then they like ran. I think maybe they just drove the car real quick <laughs> alongside and snatched bags from other kids or something. <laughs> I am not sure what happened. <laughs> they be snatching bags. They're snatching bags and snatching babies and... <laughs> snatching, oh your snatching your hot dish. <laughs> they Snatching your... Hide your wife. Hide, Hide your, your kids. kids. They're they up here th- stealing hot dish. <laughs> Hide your hot dish. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Oh, no. Yeah, so that's the thing. Someone please immediately make that into a, <laughs> a meme. The hot oh. dish. Hot dish meme. If I knew how to me, I would do it. I'm too old to know how to make memes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll ask my son to do it. Okay. He will not bat an eye. He will not think that is strange. He'll at like, "Here, mom." He'll be like, "Absolutely, mother." He'll be like, "Here, mom." God, my mom's always asking me to maymay. <laughs> Anyhow, how are we going to fix this? This is supposed to be therapy. We're not qualified to do therapy. Not at all. Don't sue us, please. Don't sue us. Don't follow our advice. Especially about the crack rocks. Yeah, don't do that. And if you do follow our advice, do not blame us because we didn't... Nope. We didn't tell you. That's on you, ma'am. That's right. Or sirs. Or ma'ams. So what are we going to do about it? I try to recruit people to be like my my anti-enablers. And Um. I'll tell my husband... Don't bring me home anything. You know, if you guys are stopping after Cub Scouts or something, don't bring me home any, you know, ice cream or anything or any French fries. Like, just bring me a sandwich or whatever. And then he gets home and I'm an idiot. And I look and go, oh, there's no ice cream for me. They didn't bring it for you? You didn't want to get me any ice cream? <laughs> you said you didn't want it. I know, but I did. That was old Corrine who didn't want the ice cream. Current Corrine wants some goddamn yeah, ice cream. fuck past Kareen. That's right. Current Kareen wants to eat ice cream. It's so strange, like... We use food for everything, like you said, weddings and funerals and everything. But also, like, um, when I'm not feeling well, Brian will buy ice cream and cookies, ginger and ale and crackers. All and this bullshit that I eat. Pudding and jello. Oh, I, I mix it all in one big vat and yeah. just. Nom, nom, nom. It's like George's marvelous medicine sure. like a little pudding, a little varnish. I have no idea what you're talking about. <gasps> oh, doll? Oh. Yeah, George's Marvelous Medicine. I didn't read that one. That was my favorite. Really? You should read it. I should read it, and yeah. then we should talk about it in book club. Book club! <laughs> We're reading children's books. <laughs> We're pretty much like Oprah's book club, but for children. But for people who don't read so good. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. Here we are. Oh,
1: man. I don't so, know. I
0: don't know. The anti-enablers has never worked for me. Because I know that I'm a grown-ass woman and I can do what I want. And right. what I want is to just keep eating. I know, right? It's hard. You know what deters me from stopping at fast food? When I find out that they have supported Trump or mm. um, given money to, like, some anti-LGBTQ like plus Chick-fil-A. Like chick yeah. God damn it. Because I love their chicken and their biscuits and now they're assholes and I can't eat their food because they're dicks. I've never had it. Oh, my God. It's so good. And I won't because of their stances. Yeah, I can. not So Hobby we, Lobby. I don't go to Hobby Lobby. I don't either. What's, who else do I hate? Jimmy John's. Oh, yeah. He shot that rhino. Fuck that guy for Fuck killing him. rhinos damn it, I can't eat it. So this really narrows everything down. Like, well, I can't go there. I can't do that. They're assholes. They're dicks. they tr- Trump supporters and this and that. So I have a different system that I use to keep myself from using or eating fast food. Okay. And it is using my laziness to its most positive extent. Okay. And making sure that stopping is very inconvenient. All right. Like I have to change the way I drive home from work because oh. I go past so many fast food restaurants and all I want is to eat that junk. Oh, I see. So I started taking a different route that does not have all the junk. How it. do you avoid They're everywhere. Do you just drive through people's yards? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just okay. if you go right <laughs> eat yourself right through a neighborhood. <laughs> How do you eat yourself? <laughs> I envision it like a cartoon slingshot. It's oh like you gosh. just you just eat your way through. Um, You could yeet your way through a crowd. I don't know. I'm using that wrong because there's no right way to use it because it's made up trash. Um, Um, Young people, can you explain to us how to use yeet? Can you put a dollar in our Patreon and also explain how to use yeet? (laughs) Give us your dollar. Give us your dollar. Oh my god. Give us your allowance. Um, Yeah, so that's one thing that I do. Like, the other day I was at Fred Meyer, and I knew I shouldn't stop at Taco Bell, but boy, did I want to stop at Taco Bell. So you're kind of doing the tricks that, like, alcoholics do, and they don't drive by bars or don't go into bars. Absolutely. It's just more difficult because we celebrate and use food for every occasion, so I can't, like, not be around food. Aren't you the one at parties who's like, time to cut the cake? Uh, maybe I am, bitch. (laughs) Maybe I am. Because you know what? If I'm here and we're eating cake, let's eat it. Oh, man, my son's going to a birthday party today, and I'm like, I'll take him. I want to eat cake. (laughs) You're going for the cake? Yes. You're going to drop him off? A little bit late, so it's perfect cake cutting time. I keep a fork in my purse. (laughs) At the ready. In case cake happens. And some chopsticks, just in case sushi's there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do. You're always ready. And some silicone straws, because save the turtles! That's right. Save them turtles. You're the perfect Girl Scout. Always prepared. I do try to be prepared. Hmm. Unfortunately, it's usually for eating. (laughs) Hmm. Well, what do we do? Ah, oh, shit. We're supposed you know to have, what? like, a resolution. Yeah. I've tried everything. Okay. Um, I tried Atkins for, like, a day. Right. That didn't work. <laughs> I'm not skinny, so a it day. didn't work. Yeah. I've tried all the things. Um, I don't try them long, so, of course, they're not going to work because right. I give up. Mm-hmm. Because this is too hard. But I know what I'm supposed to do, and I just don't fucking do it. So, the end. Yeah. You know what helped for a little while? Um, my brother... He's doing what's the caveman diet or paleo? Paleo, mm-hmm. and he just says like, when I go into a grocery store, I only go around the outside where the vegetables and fruit and mm-hmm. meat—the real stuff—is not Smart. the processed business. And I tried to do that for quite a while, and it worked, but it's, it doesn't taste good. It all works. It's just a matter of doing it long enough to see results. I want something delicious. I want it to be quick easy, and I don't want to have to change anything. I want all my groceries in one bag, but I don't want that bag to be heavy. <laughs> okay. So so you want liposuction. Yeah. And to not pay for it. You can send us your dollar. Yeah, I need your dollar for lipo. I need it for the fat sucking. Sure. But I even saw one girl on, I don't know, one of those TV shows. I think she was 16, always heavy. Um... Kind of wanted to work out And she did Lost a little weight But her parents decided For her 16th birthday they pay for her lipo Ooh. The doctor was like You probably shouldn't do this You're too young And you're still not working out So you're just gonna Gain all that weight back right. What do you know She did mm. Yep So that's not good I go back and forth with that I think Well I shouldn't do that Because I know I can do it myself I know I'm capable It's not like I have An insurmountable right. amount Of weight to lose and really, liposuction shouldn't be for weight loss. It should be right. for sculpting. Right. Like, if you have specific areas that are unresponsive. It's right. not just like, my whole body is unresponsive, right. so I need it all sucked out. What do you mean? I have to do push-ups? Exactly. <laughs> so, I understand that. But at the same time, I get this thought in my head, like an addict, mm-hmm. that says, well, if I get that, then I'll, I'll be motivated to keep it. Oh, Lord. You know, because I will have paid for it. Never. And... So, I guess, what do we just leave it as... Be happy with who you are. If you want to lose weight, you know what to do. We all do. Just do it. And if you don't, that's fine too. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I saw your face in a brownish face. face. I don't know what what to to do. do. Because I just want want to eat food. Oh, yeah, I guess. I guess that's all we can do. I don't know. Let's just be nice to ourselves. Yeah. I but mean, if you're trying But be, be aware that there's that little you and you should take care of them. Yeah. Don't feed them garbage all the time. Be accountable. Uh, well, I mean that's taken it a little far. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> just take care of yourself. Well, I've heard and each other. I've heard of like <laughs> You know, eat your food and chew it a thousand times so your brain catches up with your stomach. Fuck all that. Or, <laughs> That's weird obsessive shit. I'm not into that. It works. I don't like that. No, it does. Or only eat, like, um, when I would go to a restaurant, I would order my food and be one of those dicks who's like, hey, can uh, you pack half that yeah, up? exactly, I was that dick. Not me. Can you do that? And it would help until I got home and I would just eat the other half. Exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. It made me feel better eat mostly at home you know what you're supposed to be eating well that's dangerous too i only got all the snack foods at home stop buying the snack food shit and only eat when you're actually hungry if we could okay if we could do these three things right be a little nicer to ourselves mm-hmm. try to take better care of ourselves because we get one body right. and this lumpy ass is what i got oh, and so far here we are until technology gets better until we get clones <laughs> this is it okay Oh, I'm going to have a real skinny clone. God, it'll be like that movie. Um, the Island. The Island. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait. I need your <laughs> guts. How oh, do we... Spoiler. Oh, God. Spoiler. Sorry, how y'all. How do if you, know you haven't seen that movie island? that's many years old, I'm sorry that I just it's spoiled so it It's so old. Too late. You, here are the spoilers. Yeah. They're they're humans on an island. They're eating people. <laughs> <laughs> Go see the movie. It's from Go the nineties. Go to the theater and see the movie. It's not playing. Go to the drive-in. Go to the blockbuster that's closest to you and rent it. Go to your nearest small retailer of films. I guess the closest blockbuster is what the one in Alaska, because that's the only one that's open I think now. There's literally one open. Yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. hmm Anyway, yeah, we've gotten off topic. No. What? Number one, be good to yourself. Be good to yourself. Don't eat unless you're actually hungry. Drink more water. Drink more water, water's real good for you. you. You're, look at you, you're dehydrated, your lips are chapped. Look at you. You're all dried up and crunchy. <laughs> drink more water and less soda. Soda's bad for you. Don't, and, uh, don't drink it. And that's it. That's all you gotta do. All right. Fixed. But you're done. done. We fixed you. You're done, you're beautiful. Send us a dollar for Six our services. a dollar. Ah, uh, should we try another sign off? Sure, you want to sign off? Let's see here. Got to think of a good one. Be kind to yourself, and fuck right off. No. <laughs> Let's try another one. Let's try again. <laughs> Do the best with what you have, and Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> These are not good. <laughs> Uh <laughs> <laughs> Drink more water! And... Don't eat all the cake! No? That's good. Okay, good. Alright, y'all. Eat most of the cake. Have a day. Have a day! Goodbye. Bye-ya! <laughs> We're so cheap, so cheap. Too cheap for therapy. We're cheap We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap Won't pay for therapy I say we're cheap We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap we do our own damn therapy. We're cheap. We're cheap, cheap. We're so cheap, so cheap. Come get your therapy for free, hey. hey, hey.